Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We have to do our intro. Oh, yes. This week on Up to 90, we talk to... Des Bishop. I was saying to Fred about how you were coming on. He was like, I've got the book there if you want to read it. I was like, it's kind of short notice the night before it, before Easy the read. gig, but... I mean, personally, I don't find that guy funny at all. But I mean, if you I, guys find him funny, that, you know what, what? is this on? Oh, God. Thank God. Thank God we just turned it on. Oh don't tell him who I was talking about. Up to 90. Up to 90. Up to 90. With Emma and Julie. You're very welcome, Des. You're so oh, thank welcome, you. Des. Thanks thank for coming in. You're very So can good. I just ask you a question? Yes. Of course. Are we, are we starting now? Yes. Or are you yeah. not afraid to have a pre- like no, we can chats. talk. We can talk. Yeah, we can have we pre chats. Yeah, we can. We can have pre chats. Absolutely. Okay, fine. Yeah. No, I'm just just registering, just in case I reference back to something that we've said of already course, yeah, <laughs> that we have actually been talking for five Shh. minutes and fifty four seconds. Shh. Don't tell. Yeah, of course. You can reference anything that happened in that previous Okay, minutes. great. That's fine. Yeah. Nighttime anyway, showers, it's great to be here. Because honestly, I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I'm quite looking forward to being nostalgic. And suddenly we weren't talking about that, so I was getting worried. Oh, no. no it's totally nostalgic. No, it is 90s yeah. based, honestly. Yes. Brilliant. Up to 90. Great title. And as yes. we do Thank say, you. Thank you. It is. We did have to explain to people at the start. It's a pun. Upon, yeah. Because people Desium. were telling us, why not do up to Nalshi? And we were like, no, I think you're kind of oh. missing the point of the podcast. I get, well, if they don't get the pun. I mean, sometimes you are shocked by language that hasn't gone to the next generation. I can't think of a good example right now, but it may yes. be that some of them don't know the well, up to 90. I didn't realize yeah. up to 90. It's a, is it an Irish pun? I didn't realize this until very Probably. recently. Yeah. It's hard. It for, I, yeah. I can't tell anymore. I, I don't know what's Irish and what's not. I've lost yeah. that ability to decipher. So you came to Ireland when you were 14. But what year was that? 1990. Oh, so just... Oh, I mean, I'm made for this listen. podcast. I was yes. going to say... I'm made for it. Don't hate the I literally... The my, Irish, my Irish life begins on August 26, 1990. Would you That's have come amazing. for your honey bobs or anything? Like, was that no, the first no, that was the very Ireland? first time no. I was in Ireland. Wow. Yeah. On my own, by the way. No family. <gasps> for a quick uh, bit of nostalgia, I yes. flunked out of school. So, I mean, I was like... I mean, I wasn't that wild, but I certainly wasn't like a very sort of settled, well-rounded 14-year-old. Okay. I was very fond of the booze. I mean, I joke in my show that I had a problem with alcohol, which is true, but that's not why I got kicked out of school. Mm-hmm. That's just like a joke to say, why would you come to Ireland if you have a problem with alcohol? But anyway, I was definitely 
uh, inclined to sort of uh, take things to extremes. However, why I flunked out of school was I just failed four subjects. So there's no like there's no great drama with that. There's other things behind it which I won't get into. Uh, but you know, like well, as in like I just talked about it like a few weeks ago on the Brendan O'Connor show. So mm-hmm. it's just like whatever. And uh, but anyway, long story short, I definitely was like a touch on the wild side, uh, which is. I asked to come to Ireland. I wasn't sent to Ireland. I actually, okay. I wanted to come. My cousin put it into my head. But why my mother allowed it, yeah, when I say my mother, because obviously I had two parents, but my father just did whatever my mother said. Of course. So, like uh, Irish family, hello. You know, so why my mother agreed to it or certainly allowed the uh, the research to continue was because uh, she thought that I was probably going to end up in trouble and mm-hmm. that actually I'd be better off doing it in Ireland which is kind of a weird practical thought process. That's who I was when I came to Ireland. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. honestly, I, I very much settled down. My first two years in Ireland, well, certainly the first year and a half in Ireland, I, I, I settled down into what could be considered quite normal 14-year-old mm-hmm. behavior. Yeah. Not a saint, but at the same time, studied pretty hard, uh, loved Ireland. It took me a while to settle into uh, one or two things about Ireland, but in general... You know, that first year and a half is really happy memories. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a normal enough sort of Irish Im- immigrant. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I was one of about three in Well, you must have been so brave as a 14-year-old coming over on your own and just doing it. Fucking brave. But, were fucking you, but I brave. mean, honestly, though, it does no, take I, honestly, a, it I don't does think brave. I just think, I honestly... You didn't I, overthink it. Oh, like, I certainly just, wasn't thinking yeah. about it. It was just like a moment of madness, really. Mm-hmm. I was impulsive, I think, is really... If you want to be honest, wow, it was okay. impulsive, you know? Mm-hmm. I had a few bad, like, a few bad things in that that year, mm-hmm. you know? It wasn't just, like, the drinking. It was, like, a bit of bullying, a few different things going on, and whatever. Like, it passes quick. It was actually done by the time that I left, you know? Okay. Uh, so there was no need to go, mm. but I just happened to go. You know, yeah, I was just yeah, like, yeah. screw it. This will be fun. And it was exciting. So I, yeah. I, I don't think it was brave. I think it was just like a bit mad. And yeah. and that clearly is part of my personality. I mean, I don't know if that thing has scarred me for life, so I'm always on the move. But mm-hmm. that has remained with me, this sense of just going. I think, like, as a teenager, there is that kind of, you could see the, the allure of, like, breaking a narrative. You can start afresh somewhere else. I mean, I was constantly pestering my mother um, to go to new school and all that. And I think it's like that kind of thing of, wow, like, it's exciting, it's different. And I, my mother was always threatening me with boarding school. And then I think I was 14. And I was like, can you send me? And she's like, we're not fucking sending you to boarding school. Like, that. we don't have the money for that. But, like, it is that thing of, I don't know, like, maybe it's the whole, because we're always referencing, like, American high school culture and stuff. It's always that fantasy of, oh, my God, I could go live in California and be a fucking cheerleader. Yeah, well, I know what you mean. Or you like, know what I mean? Like, it's in the, just the fantasy of I can go and kind of reinvent myself. Oh, yeah. Bit. Well, the reinvention thing is... But fantastic the thing, thing isn't that it? myself and Emma don't go brown in the sun so the cheerleader thing was never going to happen for us really well not to mention that this no. is all adult hindsight on a teenage mind yeah but I think I think I always flirted with the fan you know like I think just because we were so saturated with like all these American high school shows like Saved by the Bell and all that you're like I could be Jesse, you know like this whole thing <laughs> yeah so, you know what I'm talking you Des, you definitely watched Saved by the Bell and thought I could be Jesse. Come on. Uh which one was Jesse again? Jesse was curly. like the curly haired girl who was then in that awful what was the night? Oh, the, that she Tourette. was the stripper one. Yeah. She was the oh, stripper. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I never thought I could be Jesse. What was that film called? 
stripper. No, showgirls. Showgirls. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Showgirls. But we, when you came here first as a 14 year old, were you kind of like a bit of a celebrity? Like no, but I mean, different. Because like, I remember there was a girl in my school and her dad was Swedish. And we were all like, whoa. That's, yeah. yeah. Here we go. Where did you grow up? In Dublin. Which neighborhood? Well, Tala and then Rathfarnham. Oh, yeah. Was this the Tala part or the Rathfarnham part? This is Rathfarnham. Really? Yeah. I would have thought in Rathfarnham now they wouldn't be that excited about a Swedish guy. Oh, yeah. Tala yes. now, on the other hand. No. Well, no, we were pretty excited. Now, the excitement was gone after about three weeks because we were like, oh, she's just normal. But the, anyone who came from night- somewhere different, they but had in the celebrity 90s, status. It was so homogenous. Like there was yeah. a guy in my class whose dad was English and we we're like, whoa, really mixing it up here now, <laughs> you know, but honestly. Well, uh, I mean, uh, there was, I was called the Yank. That okay, was my, yeah. my nickname, which is sort of descriptive <laughs> as well as being a nickname. Uh, and definitely, I guess I was the only Yank in the school. Like I was really mm. the only non-Irish person in the school, actually. So I guess there was not celebrities, the wrong word, but like people knew me as the Yank, and I probably that's more a real, people. That's a real celebrity answer to say, though, isn't it? Yeah. Real, I wasn't a celebrity, guys. People, I was just like you. But people asked no, but, me to sign stuff, and you know. Well, nobody asked that. me to sign anything, but they definitely. <laughs> I'd say more people just knew about me than, but but at the same time. There was nothing special about it. It was pros and cons, you know. I mean, I didn't love being called the Yank, to be honest with you. Did you not? No. But I, I did, excuse me, I did love my time in St. Peter's. Like, they just had their 25th reunion, actually. Unfortunately, I was in New York, but they sent me some of the pictures. And, like, they're all great guys. And, like, it was essentially rural Ireland. I mean, it's Wexford it's Town. Wexford, yeah. Wexford mm-hmm. Town, but it was a boarding school. Most of the guys were a lot of rich farmers, kids and stuff like that, you okay, know. So, yeah. like, it, was, it wasn't fancy in any way. And it was quite rural. So... Like, I loved it, you know, mm. despite the fact that it turned out to be, like, the epicenter of the first major sexual yeah. abuse scandal. But that aside, because to a degree, I was uh, oblivious to it, mm-hmm. despite the fact that you can feel some weird energy around the place. Yeah. Uh, that aside, which kind of came after, I can't put my I can't put the hindsight onto the experience. It was it was quite positive. And even the negatives well, like. The, the shame and the, you know, the the shouting and the fact that we still got hit. <laughs> Did you still get hit yeah. in the 90s? Yeah, the, it, yeah we got the strap, like, uh, in, in bo- not not during the day, but, like, in the evenings. Uh, uh, one of the priests, I mean, I name him in my first stand-up DVD, but mm. I'm not going to name him now. It just doesn't matter. But anyway, he used to, like, if some if, if some sort of acting out was going on, he would put you on, on your knees in the front of the study hall and he would uh, give you the strap on your hands. Or, like... He would have, if there was something going on in the dorms, he would line you up. Uh, uh, everybody would stand at the entryway to their little cubicle. You know, we didn't have rooms, but we had cubicles. And you would have the hands out and you'd watch him go up the thing and he'd be whacking us all on our hands. Which is, wow. it's, it sounds really old school. Like, But yeah, I got to experience that, which actually, well, first of all, it's physical pain. So like, it's not that bad when you're 14. You're a 14 year old guy. Like, yeah. you can take it. But uh, I'm just glad that that is in my my real life experience mm. because it, it, it's there. I've, yeah. I've thought of it. I opened my first DVD with a story about him, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, I'm glad to have had it, even we, though I wasn't yeah. glad to feel the physical pain on my hands. Wow. It just shows how recent all that is, though. Well, I used sadly, to it's not that a, recent. Ta- <laughs> I wish it was recent. I was going to say, it says we could punch him in the stomach. It's 25 years. Just, just, it's 25 yeah. years since yeah. I left that place. It's actually, okay. you know, it's 29 years since I 
came to Ireland. Right? So apart it's really from... it's nearly twenty six years actually. Those guys had a bit of a late uh, reunion. Okay. So apart from school and beatings, when you think back to the nineties, and, and the 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 fact that people were being sexually abused, yeah, and, and I didn't down know. the corridor, you yeah. sensed a weird energy. <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I've joked, I, I, I've joked so, about I that. The mean, fact you've... that like people knew, but just sort of like weren't serious about it. But probably for you and your fellow classmates, self-preservation has to, you know what I mean? Just like, do, do, do. Well, it's know. only self-preservation if you know. Like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know. Like, I, in, in the show, the very first DVD that I ever made, um, I said, like, you know, they called him Slinky. Like, we called, you know, Father Collins, he's dead now, but he went to jail. Like, he, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a bad pedophile. Yeah. Uh, he, he was my principal, and he, his name was Slinky, and I was like, why do we call him Slinky? And they were like, because he's a pedophile. I was like, well, should we fucking do something? Mm. You know, but like, <laughs> yeah. but like, I didn't, when they said he's a pedophile, I wasn't thinking he's actually a pedophile. It's just like, he's a fucking pedo, you know? Mm. Like, yes. you, don't, you don't take it seriously. But no. then you find out after the fact that people you knew were being abused by him, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've told the story before, but like in 1991, the summer of 91, which is I was back in New York mm-hmm. for the summer and he called my my family and said, hey, I'm going to be in New York. Can I come and visit to say hello? Because he was the mm-hmm. one that allowed me into the school in the first place. So he comes and visit, visits us and it's fine. He spends the whole day with us, came to a family barbecue because it was the 4th of July, came to my, my uncle's house. And weirdly enough, my uncle's friend was there, who's a, an Irish guy. Turned out to be this guy's cousin. Turned out to be Father Collins' cousin. Crazy. You know? Yeah, like so funny Irish coincidence. Anyway, years later, I'm reading a Cullum Tobin essay, because Cullum Tobin went to St. Peter's too. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. The yeah. writer. Yeah. And he's writing an essay about Father Collins, who was his teacher, his science teacher when he was in school, and then okay. was sent away, and then eventually came back to St. Peter's as a principal, even though he was sent away because he's a fucking pedophile, right? Mm. And in the essay, he, he draws reference to his journey from originally having sympathy for Father Collins, thinking that he had some sort of repressed homosexuality that came out in uh, a desire for some of these, you know, young men uh, that were in his presence to realizing when he actually read the Ferns report and saw the depravity of what was going on, that actually there's no identification with what Father Collins was going through because it's it's a completely different thing, you know, Mm -hmm. this abusive uh, desire that he had. And within the Ferns report, there's a story about Father Collins being sent to a rehab in 1991 for sexual behavior in Florida. So he visited us when he was on his way to Florida to go to this feckin' rehab. That's how, like... Deluded. Stopped over for yeah. a family barbecue in New York. Yeah, while he's on, well, he knows that the shit's hit the fan. Like he never came back to St. Peter's. Like the, the shit had hit the fan for him, but he stopped off with us. Like everything was normal. Oh it God. just shows, as, as you say, like just the level of delusion, and that yeah. people thought they were like, "Look, okay, I'll just, I have to go, and this it'll break away, but it'll be yeah. fine. We can go." Yeah, crazy. And I assume your mom was delighted that he was coming to visit and everything, was she? Yeah, but not, not in the same way, you know that. Don't get me wrong, my mother was very Catholic, but she thought it was nice, but like, it, you know. She the, wasn't. She was a bit like. She wasn't up to 90 about it, like kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. I, I, can't even, I can't even speak for how my mother felt at the time. But my memory of that day, it's all very normal. My dad claimed years later, because my dad was abused by, by a priest. Okay. And years later when it all came out, my dad said, oh, I could, you could feel, you, can, you just know. And it's like, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Mm. My brother, my middle brother, uh, Mike, said that he remembered that Father Collins had followed him out, you know, and caught him lighting some fireworks, mm-hmm. uh, which because it's the 4th of July, right? Yeah. And uh, my brother was like, oh, please don't tell. And he was like, oh, don't worry, your secret is safe with me, which oh, Mike thought was a little God. creepy. But in saying that... Yeah, it's heebie-jeebies, but, but it's all hindsight. You, you know, yeah, you don't know. But, but either way, the whole thing is pretty sick, you know? So that was also going on there. Uh, but that... 
that that is all things I learned after, and it didn't affect the uh, the friendships that I had mm-hmm. and the sort of experiences that I had. You know, still a lot of my firsts. Uh, you know, we're in Ireland, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and then I went through some some pretty mad stuff towards the end of that, uh, which was the beginning of me really coming to terms with the fact that like I can't drink. So that all happened in in Wexford, nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety three. That's that, that and stage those of three my life. years. You figured, like fourteen to seventeen. I didn't stop drinking then, but I I, that, I had from sixteen on. I had real problems associated okay. with alcohol. Mm-hmm. So that, that so that was like that first sort of three years in Ireland. Okay, and what did you, so after school then, you left at 17? I did the leaving, but I already yeah. knew that, I already knew that I was going to have to repeat because I wasn't originally going to stay in Ireland for college. Okay. And then halfway oh. through the leaving cert year, I was like, oh, I might as well stay. It was yeah. so cheap too, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I, I also, I just had got more and more comfortable. I just didn't want to leave. Mm. So I went to the guidance counselor and he said, well, you know, you're going to have to repeat because you're not doing a foreign language. And I was only doing three honors. Like I really was not prepping to go mm-hmm. to college in Ireland okay, at all. Yeah. I was planning to go to Fordham University in the Bronx. Um, <clears throat> I had had a meeting there and everything. So, so then I kind of knew I was going to repeat. So I was like, all right, we'll do the leave in as practice and then you'll repeat. But actually, by the time I finished in St. Peter's, uh, they didn't really want me back. Now, I didn't get in any any major trouble at school, a little bit, but there had been reports back to the school, like of the, you know the the drinking and the stuff that I was getting up to, like in town. So uh, I had I had to go somewhere else. Now it wasn't like a public thing. In other words, I ended up going to Blackrock College for one year. My godfather got me in there because his brother is a Holy Ghost father. Uh, so I went to Blackrock College, which is clearly a step Rough up. Mm. Blackrock clearly College, clearly a step up <laughs> from St. Peter's. So certainly there was no. Uh, I, you know, St. Peter's didn't send up word like this guy's mad or anything. So, mm. I, you know, I repeated my leaving in, in Blackrock College. And, and then like that was focused. The culture of secrets proved beneficial for once. It's like, yes. we'll keep it on the QT. Yeah. So and that was uh, there was tons of benefits to going to Blackrock College. I mean, it was just better in every way than St. Okay. Peter's as far as uh, as far as a, a, an institution of learning. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also for my comedy, which would come later. It was also a complete other Irish experience. I went from this like rural boarding school to this like super posh Dublin school, which, you know, to be honest, like obviously being rural was was one big change for me. But we were quite working class. I mean, even though, you know, Queens, you know, our our Queens income, our our American working class income was quite a lot by Mm -hmm. Irish standards in 1993, 94. But our our sensibilities were very working class. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you, you guys don't. You guys don't, I guess, don't know how to like decipher between American accents. But since I've been back living in New York, I've been quite surprised at how many people respond to the fact that I have quite the New York accent. And it's the same way that like if you met like a Dublin guy and he was like, oh, really? how are you? You know, yeah. you'd be like, oh, how are you? you know, like you you might have that sort of a reaction. So they react to my accent a little bit like that. So, you know, like I had kind of like a working class upbringing. And then suddenly I was in this like super fancy institution, which by my parents' standards wasn't crazy expensive, but by Irish standards was. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's one of the top, top schools, isn't it? Yeah, but it was like... It was like not that. If I told, like, I can't even remember, but it was definitely no more than eight grand for that year. Wow, year. Yeah, in, yeah. Okay. Now, but you know, like, I can't remember. It's way more expensive now. But certainly at that time in Ireland, it's hard to remember. But that would have seemed like a ton of cash. But to my parents, for the level of what you were getting, which yes, is your child yeah, is yeah. fed every day, and uh, you know all that stuff. Of course, it, it, it wasn't that much. So it's. I always find it weird to me when I tell people I went to Black Rock, and they're like, "Oh, fancy!" And you go like, "Yeah, it's weird because it was fancy, but we weren't like a fancy family." And mm-hmm. it just so happened that 
my dad became friends with Eamon Doran. I mean, he's dead now, but I don't know if you remember Eamon Doran's was in Temple Bar. Yeah. But uh, he was my dad's best friend, my parents' best friend, actually. And they asked him to be my godfather. And then he always felt this like obligation to look after me as nice. godfathers do. Good godfather and he choice. was the one that got me into uh, he was the one that got me into Black Rock. Yeah, so there was just a, nice. a series of coincidences. Gave me that other experience, which was a sort of posh Dublin experience. Great for education. Obviously, people are critical of various different things about mm -hmm. the way they make you feel special. And then there was that mm -hmm. horrible case a couple of years later where those kids got in a fight. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. that. But anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like a big Annabelle's, thing. Yeah. So uh, exactly, the Annabelle mm -hmm. Three or whatever they were called. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, But I have to say, education-wise and confidence-wise, it was life-changing. Really? And uh, yeah, it was pretty easy to get a decent enough leave insert to get to college. Okay. Uh, going and did there. you have did you have as much freedom out and about and when you were in Black Rock? Well, no, no, you only got out every fourth weekend. You only got out once a month for the full weekend. And Peter's, you got out every weekend. I stay with okay. cousins or I'd stay with uh, some other families. Whereas in uh, Black Rock, you got out once a month. Uh, although you got out for the day on Sunday, but I didn't do that that much. I mean, I have a very close cousins that lived actually around the corner. My from my uh, my mother's side of the family. My mother's first cousin lives just behind Black Rock College. Okay. And they still to this day are like my Irish family. I was going to say, are they, are they, that's your cousin and your... Sinead and Bella's yes, her daughter. Yeah, Bella yeah, does the door. Yeah, yeah. Bella does oh, the door yeah. internationally. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I forgot. Mom, so yeah. Bella's mom. Yeah, this is... Oh, I was going to mention Bella, but I was like, should we name her? Or yes. Well, she's in them. my period sex routine. You know, like <laughs> she's... Is they're she, yeah. they're yeah. comfortable, yeah. So anyway, uh, Bella's mom at the time, you know, she's my, she's a year younger than me, but... Uh, uh, Anyway, uh, so I would go visit them sometimes, but more often than that, I was just in in uh, in Black Rock, and then I actually stopped drinking for six months, uh, leading up to the leaving cert and all that. So I was very, I was very focused. I very, I got very into rugby. I, I didn't start playing rugby until, I, I, basically, I went to Black Rock really. Okay. And then I was like so obsessed with it. I got quite good at it quite fast. So I was obsessed with rugby, and I was obsessed with uh, getting a decent leaving cert. And then I nearly blew it all because I met this girl right at the. Right at the sort of Easter break, I went to the National Youth Parliament, which was like this, like kids that fancied themselves as like people with opinions. Uh, and I, I went to that and met this girl from Limerick who actually was the second girl I ever had sex with. And uh, that was the night that Kurt Cobain died. Oh my oh, god! Oh, great wow. night to meet a girl. Yeah. Well, I met her that weekend, but I remember okay, that. I remember yeah. the night There's, that Kurt Cobain. It's Cobain's always down. good, I think, when you feel so, that sense oh, of Oh yeah. So what was his eleventh of April? Was it? 1994. Was it 11th of April? Well, I don't have the actual date. I just remember that it was the night he died. The it's only very reason easy I say that because I think my she... brother wrote it on a, a wall near the school. Well, it was then. It was the, it was the Easter break anyway. Yeah, there, we, that makes we, sense. There, there yeah. was, I, I came Simon? back. Stephen. No, oh, Stephen, yeah. Yeah, and that was in uh, Kilkenny College that weekend. I remember well. And, and went to and the then, news And then I was obsessed with, you know, we were at just this like intense fling. And it definitely took my focus off my studies. Right at the end, right at the final hurdle, I was a little bit more focused on her. But it was fine. So I, got, I, I got what I, I got what I needed, you know? Like what? Education-wise. <laughs> not sexually. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. So you hit Cork when you are 18. Is that right? Yeah, 18 going to 19. Yeah. And you did In history college? and? English. And English. But I did history... English, psychology, and Spanish in first year, but I, I was, was gonna a, say you'd have my to first year was a disaster. Like I was so bad. Like I, that was the, the 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 end of the drinking and the drugs that year. So I, I did Spanish. What fucking possessed me to pick Spanish? Had I have you no done idea. Spanish before? No, but you can't do a language. You can't do a language when yeah. you're somebody that doesn't have any focus at all because you actually yeah. have to go. 
And you know? you're such a linguist. That was that's now, okay. not then. I couldn't <laughs> even not, fucking okay. I couldn't even that's keep it together days. as a human being in that year. And uh, so anyway, uh, I failed Spanish and I I, I failed uh, psychology too. No, no, I passed. I passed history and psychology. I failed English. I failed English and uh, Spanish. So I had to repeat. Do you remember? Do you remember? Was it called? I was trying to remember. Was it called Sweat? Uh, Sweat was that night. Sweat was the night. It was the Saturday night. There was this. There was this. Yeah. There was this place down by where Hillbillies is now, down by the square. What is that place called? But anyway, but the fountain. The fountain. That's it. But he's such a local. But I was like, (laughs) but I remember going to Sweat and like just moisture dripping. So you went to Sir Henry's. Was that in Sir Henry's? Yeah. Sweat like, is just, just the name of the night that was in Sir yeah, Henry's. It was Saturday night in Henry's. I can sweat. remember being like just in this room and like moisture dripping down. But the reason I remember it was called Sweat was because I was like, this is why it's obviously called Sweat. Like, this is amazing. So primal. Like, you know, thinking that I was in fucking train spotting or something. But <laughs> okay. Actually, what I didn't realize was the toilets were above. So like what was dripping on me was probably piss but I was yeah, like maybe maybe not yeah. it's hard to know there was a lot of moisture there was just a lot of moisture happening I remember being a kid and it'd be on the news on the news they'd be always going on about E and people like dropping yeah. dead and yeah like, that was the de- scandal of the time yeah they yeah. were dehydrated and whatever so <laughs> I always <laughs> that feeds into the Irish obsession with fucking hydration you know, yeah, that like, was a UK news more than Irish yeah news. Yeah, yeah it was definitely but... it was definitely like UTV and stuff so I always had this fear then growing up I was like oh I won't uh, I'll, I'll do drugs but I just I won't do E because I'll I'll, I'll die but the popularity but of it had was, faded quite a bit by the time you came of age. Yeah, but now so MDMA around. is super popular, which is the active ingredient of ecstasy. Oh, oh okay. Um, yeah, that, that's what MDMA is, you know. Well, were, you, like a, were you, like this is probably sounds silly now, but were you afraid to take, had you taken drugs before? Yeah. But In, the, first e, the first E that I took was a week after the leave insert results. Actually, it was the Thursday after the, no, no, it was the Saturday after the leave insert results. Leave insert results, I think, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So two days later, I went out with some, a friend of mine from Black Rock College to the Temple of Sound and took my first E. Okay. I know. That was all she wrote, baby. <laughs> I, th- I think. <laughs> fucking loved it, man. I think I've I can remember ever... that night nearly like piece for piece. Yeah. Really? Just like a magical evening. Oh, uh, yeah. And of his love. sister, his sister was younger, like, but she was so cool and like, you know, we we were all at it. I'm not naming him, obviously, but we were all at it. Like, and I just remember her coming up to me, rubbing my hands. You know, like, I don't know if you ever took ecstasy, but just like this sense of just like, oh, my God, like life has begun today. Well, of course, <laughs> you're hypersensory is the thing. Oh, yeah. So you're like touching, great. I mean, kissing. It was great. You're like, like you're totally beautiful, up, I'm beautiful. And was that like every, like, was that your year then, your first year in college in Cork? Yeah, I just did We're asking, were you smoking ecstasy on the regular? <laughs> well, there's no smoking. <laughs> I, know, I know, that's me kidding. doing comedy. I know. No, by the way, that, I'm not going to read it out, but that is why I brought the book. I'm not looking Would you at please it now. Read the, the, it out. I, I put a passage into my book about. The intensity of Sir Henry. Please, oh, would you yeah. come on? You have but, to. But but then it's like this is fucking like RT one then. You know, hey, like I think it's the safe book, to say the book with the book with uh, <laughs> bedtime. When you know, originally myself and Emma thought our personalities, it's celebrity too long. status, were so solid was strong we were going to call this podcast bedtime stories until somebody (coughs) took us aside and said you guys need a premise because this is shit yeah not naming but thank you gordon rochford for setting us on the right path thank you 
Yeah, do read a little. Go on. I can't read it. It's actually too long. Okay. It's okay. actually too long. You know what? I'll read. I'll read just the end. Just a little. So wanky. Jesus Christ. Um. Let me see if I can. I, I mean, this is quite. This is quite a long one. So where will I start? All right. Let me just see how I start. I start here. Uh, oh yeah, I'll start from here. Okay, this is sort of halfway through this uh, this this experience. Um, this is so embarrassing. Oh, uh, do will we look away? No, it's do you fine. want us to, okay, no, no, to turn off the lights? No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I'll start from here. Don't look at them. There, there's a whole other experience that's happened, but I I look to the DJ box as the crowd cheers. He raises a record above his head. The body of Christ. We break the bread. We are the disciples. A stranger offers me. A, I can't concentrate. You're I doing the it. fucking dancing. I look. Okay, sorry. You're ruining sorry. it. Sorry, Dennis. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I can't help it I'm because kidding. it is bringing me back to God as a DJ type vibe. Yes. With well, do you want, well, okay, okay I'll try to get through this no, quite long. No, please. I like that bit. Okay. Yeah, go. <laughs> a stranger offered me offers me a sip of his water. It tastes better than uh, it tastes better than water has ever tasted. We hug. Another stranger puts his hand in my face, and I know to breathe deep and smell the Vicks. It makes me feel intense. She looks at me deeply. Oh, God. Actually, I can't even read it. You'll have to read it yourself. Oh, you can't take that, us though. this far. Oh, come on. It's too embarrassing. This like, as in, is... like As in, like, I like this passage, but I don't like reading it aloud. Okay, you know? well, no, that's fair well, enough. Well, reading aloud is a, is a different it thing. Is, it yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, you is know, it's like a certain, you know, it's a, it's a certain vibe. But just to give you the I actual know. way that I was feeling, I'll read this last passage. Yeah. I, this is, I'm, I'm outside. Oh, no, this is right at the end. I can't even tell if I'm still high or just pumped full of energy, but I'm happy still. The euphoria peaks again as the final tune gets played. Come on! That's what we always... Oh, brilliant. Then the music stops, the clapping fades. And then the sound of footsteps, the clamoring for parties, the reality that I know no one. I walk outside. I'm cold. I'm afraid. I'm saturated. I'm afraid I won't find a place to go. I'm afraid I won't find more drugs. I'm afraid that I'll never be back here again. Oh, that's very oh. good. That's the end of it. That's the reality. I feel Jeez, like that I could be a song. I believe you failed English the first year. That's very well, well written. never went. It's not a case. Of <laughs> <course>. <laughs> it wasn't a case of lack of ability. <laughs> you know? um, no, that's me. Really, that really yeah. takes me back. You know, on a total side point, um, not drugs related, I was at a hen there a couple of weeks ago. And it's been so long since I've done the, you know, like, now it was, by the way, so on a rave because, you know, hens now are at the stage where everyone's going home to their kids. Yeah. You know, people are talking yeah. about like leaking breasts. Like, it's just a completely different vibe. What When, the last train can we get it like that kind of thing but I went up to the DJ to put a request in and he was like I don't have a microphone like that's how much the scene is they don't have microphones even, anymore all he's doing is pressing play on his bloody they iTunes they don't list. have oh microphones I, I just noticed but you know what I, I just was like wow like at that moment I was like it's time it sounds great to though hillbillies. Yeah. I think they still have a mic in coppers Oh, oh, haven't maybe. been there for a while. But the last time I went to Coppers, you see, I'm sure you were probably the same. Like when we were going to Coppers, it was very much like, you know, no offense, but it was very much like girls in their gad jerseys. Like that was the vibe. The last time I went, no, 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 it was like peplum skirts, high heels, like people were polished. I think I it's think social changed. media might have something to do with the fact that people have become more and more image conscious from all yeah. parts of mm. Ireland. That generation, you know, the next generation have come in and they're just not like the GA Jersey crowd. But in the 90s, you went out like, I mean, in Cork and stuff, you were out like in your sussed, like, you know, cords or whatever you had. Like I used to go out in a polo neck. Like it was a totally different or like a checkered shirt. Yeah, that was grungy a vibe. Like real grungy. Well, the vibe in Henry's was very much like tight T-shirts and 
you know, the and sort of rave. And you have spaghetti top in your combat pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. A lot of like my... Have we took our tops off anyway. Like we, we have your tops really? off within a half hour. Yeah, all the guys had the tops. So if you have a, there's very little footage. It's amazing to think that like that whole era passed without much footage at all. Yeah. When there's footage of everything now, but uh, if you see any videos of Henry's or any pictures, like fifty percent of the guys have their tops off. Oh, okay. A lot of sweat. Mm. And everyone's smoking, obviously. Indoors, of course. I loves you, boy. I'll never forget it. Remember her name too. She came up to me. You know, she's like mama. chewing gum in her face, and she's like, "I love you, bye." I loved her too. She's got three so kids. Why did now. you stop? Oh no way! <laughs> That's gas. It is all about the love, though, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah, it why did you stop, though? Was it just because you did so badly that year in college? No, no, that a long journey to the stopping. The reason the pain, I... the pain was 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 real deep. Well, well before that, like seventeen to well, really sixteen to nineteen, there was all sorts of trouble going on, particularly booze. I mean, really, it was the booze. Mm. It was booze that made me have to stop. I actually got more heavily into drugs because, uh, physic or like a. Uh, on the surface, it was causing me a lot less trouble, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But actually, financially, it was causing me more trouble, and then emotionally, it was just it was killing me, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was also, I had a like, hyper awareness because my mother was in my head since I was fourteen that mm-hmm. I had a problem. So I sort of like, probably, luckily, got to stop earlier than I could have. I could have mm-hmm. kept going, you know. Yeah. But then I got real serious about the, I got real serious about the not drinking and taking drugs. And like, was that a decision? Like, did you stop yourself, or did you? No, I went to meetings. You went to meetings. Yeah, and then a guy from meetings got me into comedy. Oh, nice! Just like that. Because I can remember obsession um, number three. Yeah, a very good, (laughs) a very good friend of mine. Like back in the day, I mean, because I think, yeah, I I can remember. Like we were doing like a lot of heavy drinking in Dingle. I'd say from when we were like thirteen. But I can remember a very good friend of mine, and he's very open about it um, now. But. We were in, I think we'd just done our junior search and he disappeared for a summer. And like then he came back, he told us he was an American. He came back and he'd actually stopped drinking. But it was only like 20 years later. We cop, we were like, he was like, girls, like obviously I wasn't in America for the summer. Like he'd gone to rehab. But it took us like two decades to actually work that out. We were like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But we always admired like his ability to stop then because it was fucking hard. Like, I mean, sure, we were all like still well on it. I mean, up until very recently. Yeah, but you know, there's always the difference between if if he was at a if he was in a situation where he felt like he had to stop, he had then to. Then obviously, you know, he he knew that there was no other option. Like it is hard, but when and obviously it doesn't work out and for everybody. Would, yeah, but if you have he, no option, then there's not you know yeah you have yeah. to try. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, yeah that is the thing. Yeah, that's exactly it. I suppose it's a decision you make yourself that you know you're like I can't do this anymore. Yeah, well, if all your relationships are breaking down and you're getting yeah. in loads of trouble and it's only going to get worse. Yeah, you know. It, you know, I was just lucky in a way because I was just like the blackout major chaos guy. So I didn't have a choice. Other people are very functioning and yes. they just they go forever. I think and it's sometimes- sad in a way because it's so bad for you physically. It's so bad for you yeah. financially. So I, I was just sometimes lucky. Sometimes it is easier if you're that level that people are like, okay, well then clearly there's no other. Whereas as you say, if people are functioning, like, you know, there's, uh, there's that joke that Frankie Boyle has about, you know... Um, he talks about like his alcoholism in his mm-hmm. 20s and he says you know in Scotland it's just very unfortunate being alcoholic in a country where you say to someone I'm an alcoholic and they're like but it's Christmas like it's that you know what I mean but it's the same here though it's a bit better nowadays honestly it, there's, it a, there's definitely better, way yeah. more awareness than there used yeah, to be yeah yeah yeah
Hey you, tired of turning on the television and feeling like there's nothing there for you? Yeah. Tired of reading the newspapers, seeing the same old pale and stale opinions? Oh God, yes. Well, we have just the political podcast for you. The Sus is the political podcast for the locked out generation, available on the Headstuff Network. Yeah, I mean, one of the best nights I had out in more recent times was at the Electric Picnic, and we went to see um, my brain now with the mm. fucking this amazing Irish band who I absolutely love. Would it be Walking on Cars? No, it's it's a, a, a they play like dance music, and <gasps> they're King Kong Company. No, it's uh, mm. it's La something. La Galaxy. La Galaxy. I just yeah, they're amazing. I, I'm ba- they they know that I'm a big fan, so. If they hear this, don't be offended that I'm just having like a load of brain farts today. But I went, I was at the electric picnic and I went into, I was hanging out with these like women that were like 10 years younger than me. I didn't know them, but they knew me like from the telly or whatever, but they were super cool, you know? They weren't like fans. They were just like people that were like, oh, hey, Dez or whatever. And we hung out all night and they were like really up on who was where and they took me to the galaxy and it was the best night I've had out in the last 20 years like oh, since wow. those years of Cork and Sir Henry's like since Sir Henry's closed down that night was the, was the best night you know and they were doing like was that this year uh, no ago. this was like this now at this stage now it was like six years ago I guess okay. maybe even seven but fuck it was amazing and that was like real intense dancing and I, I won't forget that for a long time you and don't no let drugs. go you don't let go no I haven't done drugs since 95 wow. okay. I haven't done anything since 95 95 and it's still, it was still the best night of the last 20 years, okay? Oh, it's great. That night was great. They are pretty good, though, aren't they, the Galaxy? Oh, they're so good, man. Do you know who I saw, actually, just speaking Cork 90s, and I saw them at Electric Picnic this year? Frank and Walters. Oh, yeah, great guys. They Would they would they have been like... they? Well, well I they suppose were, would they, you would have been, probably been in Cork after them. Been it after was them. after... The, the, their, their, in, their massive moment, I think, had just passed. That was, but that was also sort of like a separate scene in Cork. Of course, okay. uh, yeah. I mean, I, I know those guys nowadays, but I, I, I wasn't as aware of them then as I am now. Yeah. But I was quite lost in that, that okay. dance scene. They were maybe a little bit separate. To that. Maybe they were enjoying it themselves, but mm-hmm. that, wasn't their, that wasn't their music scene, you know? Yeah. So how, how did you come back to Dublin then and start comedy after... Being I went to UCC. Got, I started comedy in Cork. Oh, you started at, in Cork. Yeah, ninety-seven. Okay. Yeah, Corby's Comedy Club. In fact, I was in. I was actually in the room, sitting approximately thirteen feet from where I stood on stage the first time just the other night. It's now a different club. It's not a comedy club. It's a nightclub. But it was a nightclub then too. They just had a Wednesday and a Sunday night okay. of comedy that was kind of geared towards students. And we, my friend was the host, and he was, you know, he was getting us in for free. And then they used to have this joke competition. It wasn't like an open mic. It was like get up and tell a joke and maybe mm-hmm. win a bottle of booze or something. Mm-hmm. But I used to get up and tell the jokes, like just joke jokes. And then he was just like, why don't you just do comedy? And I was like, no, you know, I just don't. I actually thought it would be too arrogant to think that you could do that. And then he, one night I got up to the joke competition. I literally started improvising. I can't remember what I was saying, but I definitely like talked about something that had just happened. Mm-hmm. And it was like going well. So he was like, that's it. He was like, you're basically doing it. You might as well do it. So then um, he gave you... me two weeks and told me to do 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Wow. Fucking idiot. I mean, they, they didn't have the, 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 the new comedy infrastructure mm, uh, okay, that, yeah. that they had in Dublin. So he, that was actually just a, a bit of naivety on his behalf. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And would you have been uh, like a bit of a joker in school and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah big that. time. Yeah, All that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, in 97, I uh, very quickly they were just looking for new comics. So 
they 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 put me forward for uh, this um, Carol Cigarettes, Carol's Comedy Awards, BBC New Comedy Awards. It was a heat in Dublin, but comedy was so popular because of Father Ted that uh, Dylan Moran and Barry Murphy were hosting it. So it was sold out in the Gaiety. It was my tenth gig, sold out in the Gaiety, and uh, I was on last. But anyway, that was like my intro to Dublin. And and then I was And like, how long did you have to do with that gig? That was like whatever, five, seven minutes. Oh, it's okay. online. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't a great gig. But I mean I, I, I did well but uh and, and actually I, I had already done I came up I came up uh to do like a like a Tuesday and a Wednesday. I did like I did uh, what was it called? The Giggle Inn was in Rap Minds, it was just like a, a random pub night mm. started by Bob Riley and Patty Courtney. And then I did the cellar on the Wednesday. But it was a weird night because I was just doing an open mic but the Jonathan Ross show, which was like a, a variety show at the mm-hmm. time, not like mm-hmm. what we know of today, the were there to um, scout comics. Okay. And so all the comics were on. So I was doing an open mic, but all the comics were doing like seven minutes as an audition. I just happened to be on that night. Okay. And I went on. But I was just like another comic. But okay. I absolutely smashed it. Like it's just total luck. You know the way sometimes you just, just nail like it. all comes just together. Na- I yeah. totally smashed it that night. So they were all there. So very quickly they were like had me in the gang you know I'm not the Jonathan Rostow show didn't book me but just like everybody was like oh come along you know in fact I remember that night we went to rerun this beautiful woman who's still on the scene but back then she was just like a <laughs> she wasn't a comedian by the way but she was just a goddess okay. older than me you know I was young yeah. I was 21 years old is she a comedian now no no but she <laughs> you know she's in the scene like you know yeah but she was older than me goddess like then she wasn't actually involved in comedy she was just like okay. a, a fan yeah she's like, like boots up to her fucking thighs and just like this incredible like like Elvira hair just like a woman I'd never met like way okay, more confident yeah. a woman than I've ever a woman who knew what she was doing oh my god a she, woman she took me to re-raw and then we hung out all night and then I thought you were going to say something totally different there when, when you were saying she took me, took me, me too, too and there was a pause and then you said re-raw I was like oh, okay well re-raw was very okay. cool back then you know? oh but like, I remember it yeah it's all very exclusive mm. and like suddenly I'm hanging out and then uh then I took her back to where I was staying, which was my friend's apartment in Summerhill, fucking shithole. And all night, I just didn't have the confidence. She's sitting there the whole night, and like I just like too intimidated, like didn't have the confidence mm. to like make a move. Wasn't even sure, you know. And then years later, she was like, "What the fuck did you think I was back there for?" Oh my <laughs> so god! Funny. It was the green. And geez, I'm sure there's plenty of women going. He fucking learned how to deal with that quick. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that was my that was my intro to the Dublin comedy scene, ninety seven. Wow, so was very fast. Baptism of Fire, then. Yeah, fast, fast, well, fast. Wasn't a lot of comics back then either, but yeah, it was a Baptism of Fire. I put onto that gig in the Gaiety. Brendan O'Connor was in the audience. He fucking heckled me. I knew him from Cork. I knew him. Brendan. Yeah, he was going out with my girlfriend's best friend at the time. You know. Okay. And uh, he heckled me, which you can hear online, and uh, which was fine. But you know, it kind of screwed up my set. But at the same time, like I still had made an impression. I was on last too, like last of like all. Mm, Deirdre was it's on. It's always a nightmare. Uh, actually, the only people that I really left around from that gig are Tommy Nicholson and, and Deirdre. Really. Uh, anyway, I uh, that was it. I was in then. I was in the. I was in the gang. The comedy in um, in Ireland in the nineties sounds good. Is it just? Am I? Is well, it it's pros and cons. You see, a lot of people like to look back and think that it was super easy. Right, yeah. I mean, mm. number one, it was just a lucky time because we were all amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, I mean, there was only like four gigs in the whole country. Like, you know, okay, I mean, yeah. there was like, there was very few places to go and do comedy. Yeah. You know? And on the flip side, like, 
no YouTube, no like no mm. other no other avenue, no podcast, no nothing. Yeah. You know, three or four people are getting a thing off RT and that's it. Like good luck, you know? Mm. Now, later on I, I did well with the RT thing, but you know, like at the same time, like, you know, if you're starting out now, you you can do spots every night of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, there mightn't be great spots, but you can do them. But that, yeah. that didn't exist back then, you know? Oh, but yes. you and Tommy, you were great guys for going to, like around the country though as well with the comedy. Well, we all, we, what else are you going to do? Yeah, no, but just as in, I think like you and Tommy would be the two, like just when you meet people from around the country, whether it's Stinger or whatever, like you, like they would always say, oh, yeah, I remember Tommy coming or like I did a gig in Manor Hamilton. Oh, that's right. Atrium, and they were saying the last guy who came was like Des. So I think there was that real culture of just go, because as you say, what else are you going to do? Just going around doing these gigs. Yeah, but those venues are great. Like that art center in Manor Hamilton is amazing, you know? Yeah. There's been a few through that. Pat Short, like, you know, Pat, Pat Short doesn't get included because he's like separate, but Pat Short's done all those, doing all those shows. And Darren, you know, Dara, Dara did it to a degree, but of course Dara got big in the UK. Yeah. So then it was like, it was less practical for him to hit like every spot, yeah. you know? But um, but before Dara got really big in the UK, he still had like a profile here from doing Don't Feed the Godless. And like back in those days, he was hustling the Irish, mm-hmm. the Irish road. But really he didn't, he didn't get like his Irish big until he was actually big in the UK. So by the time he was big in the UK, I guess he had to be a bit more sort of, you know, he's married and he's having kids, so he mm. had to be a bit more selective. Yeah. You know. Okay. But yeah, no, certainly I well, Neil 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 hustles the uh Neil Neil goes to every spot. You know, PJ's not afraid to hit every spot. Ah, there's a few that hit it. Deer's just hitting them now, you know. Mm. Deer's just doing a show about dance with the stars. So she's she's hitting those places hard. Yeah, but then we the saw next year we support yeah. very, very funny. Yeah. Really, really funny. Yeah, she Good wants show. me to see the show because because uh, I did Dance with the Stars of course. too. But you know, anyway, I've heard of the competition. it was a different. Uh, <laughs> of course, Fred's doing it with, with my, my partner. My little Freddy Bear. We haven't mentioned him all podcast. But Fred was around pretty early. Like, does Fred not tell you about the early days? Fred was around early because I remember. I, the thing is, I don't like Fred talking about his life before me. Do you know what I mean? So I don't really quiz him on. Yeah. Well, I remember the night. I remember the night that we discovered that. My 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 popularity was too much for the international, and okay. that we had a problem because the episode four of the Des Bishop no episode three of the Des Bishop work experience mm-hmm. it, it was in the Central Hotel. Great show. Yeah, it was in the Central Hotel, which is literally yeah, a hundred yeah. yards mm-hmm. from the international, right? Mm-hmm. So as the intro to that, we were like, "This is what I normally do," but now I'm living this other life just over here. And then I think so. Th- this is when it came out. I'd already filmed it. So yeah. The next Thursday after that episode went out, oh my God, there was a queue f- like all the way down to like the tourist office. Like, so all the way around past the, past, yeah. coin, uh, past uh, uh, the Trocadero mm. down to the tourist office of people trying to get into the international. So we were like. And be honest, as were they all women? No, I can't remember. I would say uh, a lot of women. Uh, it was, a lot it was of chaos, women. man. So this is <laughs> Fred is in this story. And as I was there. Okay, I was by Trocadero. I was queuing. Do you reckon you were queuing that night? I think I was. <laughs> but anyway. I actually chased up the check shirt with the combats, just threw some heels on. So we had to open. We just decided, screw it, let's do a show in the basement as well. Okay. So we said we were going to run two shows at the same time to, to basically disappoint 50 less people because okay. we're going to disappoint yeah. a lot anyway. So let's just run two shows, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to organize everybody and like work out the times, you know, and like all these people are trying to talk to me, by the way, I'm trying to organize the show. Aiden wasn't the host yet. You know, Aiden was just like doing the door. And in the midst of all this madness, right? 
Fred comes up. He's like, I hope it's fine. <laughs> Fred. Okay. Fred Be comes, careful, Des. Fred comes up to me Be and he's like, careful. he's like, he's like, Des, you know, now that you have two shows. <laughs> What did he say? He's like, I'm like, I'm like in chaos. He's like, Des, now that you have two shows, do you think I could get an open spot? <laughs> I'm like, Fred, get the fuck out of my face. I was, I was up to 90. That makes me love oh him so. God. And did he have his little curly hair? He had his big head. Did big, he have his guitar? His big bushy that head. That came later. You know. And you, Honestly, did you Fred, him an open Fred had like Fred had a strange development because he really went from like not being good at all to being amazing overnight. And I guess that was just some sort of click in his head that realized like, oh, yeah. I know what I am now. You know. Yeah. And that's mm. not, that's that's to his credit. That is not a criticism. You know. Oh, no, of course. But not. in those early days, he wouldn't have been somebody that I was saying like. Oh, he he'll be reliable, and certainly, you know. So in that situation, I was like, "Fred, fuck off." He's like, "Now's the time." Oh man, Any I'll never get it. Spot. But uh, but anyway, that's my that's the early. Uh, but basically, Fred was around in those early days. You know, he ran yeah. the comedy debates in UCD. Like I remember Fred from when he was in college. Just a baby. I know. Well, he does say that. Though I mean, he just um, an open spot. Bless ding him. ding. Hello. Uh, <laughs> That is funny. Nobody says to um, you, is it? No, he was. Uh, stop. Don't stop, bring up sorry, my spots. Friend. Although he did. Well, no, I actually, I'll, I'll tell that story off air. Um, it was just something we tried yesterday, which was. Oh, that of, was well, you Fred guys stayed together mind. despite the fact that it was kind of an abusive situation. No. How you met. Oh, did he? Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Like he, he took oh. advantage of my newness and county. <laughs> no, as if. Stop. I, I'd say uh, I kind of probably pursued Fred, I think. Would you agree, you Emma? You did. Well, so she says the initial date. No, she, got, he 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 offered her a lift down to not, and I was like, "Well, he's trying to get stuck into you." No, I was not. like, "FI information." Yeah, he's not. But you did encourage me. To I did encourage it. you. I said he's trying to get stuck history. in, but. Well, he's a great guy. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't so speak much. more highly of Fred. I mean, that, yeah. I'm just telling you that, like, that's oh, a funny story about Fred. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I think, I think he's a great guy, and he really became an amazing comic, and yeah. brings a great energy. Like, I gigged with him in the Kilkenny, and it's just like the vibe is great. Yeah, no, he is great, but sure, he loves And I'm you rooting too. for him on the Dance with the Stars. Are you obviously. watching it? Well, I watched, I watched the first Julie episode when I was amazing, home. Julia is great. I didn't mm. watch the Switch Up Week because Switch Up Week is, is stupid, actually. Yeah, yeah. Loses the, you know, the. There's no but hazard. The, momen- the momentum of it. Yeah, gone, there's then, no you know? hazard, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I want it. him to. You know, I want him to improve. My, I want him to sort of become a little more comfortable with in, in his body. You know, my but this boy. this is difficult. I'm really helping him becoming more comfortable in his body. Because like you, you notice, like he did the Michael Jackson thing that night, right? Yes. Like two weeks ago, mm. and he was like. He Look at this it. guy. And then the yeah, minute yeah. he goes into tango, it's like, whoop, transition. God. So unfortunate so needs... with the Michael Jackson, the week that was in I, it. I know. Oh. That was a little unlucky. But I, I don't think it, I, I don't think it's it's I don't think it tarnished. It's not him, mass really. it's not a mass uh, not tr- awareness not problem just yet. Of, yeah, just, just yet. yet. He got in there just Is in that time. Documentary gonna be released. I think like it is in the in oh, the yeah. cinema yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. Big, like, you know. Yeah. Will you be going to see that one? I guess ruin another ruin another fucking I know another fucking legend. You know? We better do a Michael Jackson episode with Fred before that fucking before goes. We have to actually. Yeah, you're right. Do you want to tell us about your podcast before you? The new one. It? Yeah. Mm. The shift. I, I have to say now, I did listen to it. I thought the dynamic was great. Very interesting. Are you going to do more of them? Oh, yeah. four. Well, I've actually six recorded, but I've four edited to put up, like start a new podcast. Originally, I was just going to let it take over my own podcast feed, but then I thought, eh, 
I'll give myself the option of starting up the other one again in the future just in yeah. case. Yeah. Or if I'm like in Melbourne at the comedy festival and I decide let me have a chat with a few comics, I'll just bang them up like, you of know. Of course, yeah. But anyway, I had I had been flirting with the idea mm-hmm. of a sex podcast for quite a while. I had mentioned it a number of times on my podcast when I was doing it. Mm-hmm. But I really, I actually met, the woman I wanted to do it with originally, I met today, who is uh, this woman called Shauna, who runs sexshopper.ie. Yeah. Do, do you know Shauna? Love well, no, sexshopper. Yeah. I love her. She's great. Yeah. She's fantastic. And myself and Alison Spittle, um, we're only talking about her the other day, saying how great she is. Yeah, mm. yeah she's cool. She's actually about to do her first stand-up spot ever at that Bright Club thing. Oh, brilliant. Anyway, uh, but because I'm in New York more, I thought I really should get somebody that's based in New York. Mm-hmm. But like, who's based in New York? You know, mm-hmm. not many. But the Irish person based in New York that I knew uh, as a, that was a comic was mm-hmm. Katie Boyle, who's quite new now. I mean, she's she's pretty new in the game. She's, mm. she's like not in a dismissive way, but she's young. Is she like 22, 23? No, she's 28. Oh, is she 28? I know. She has a young God, energy. I thought, she, I, I thought her energy was really young. Okay, so that's... Okay, she's, so she's 28. Because I was listening to her and I was thinking, is she like early 20s? 28? Yeah, she's wow. 28. Yeah, and I had met her originally. Somebody had asked, would I give her five minutes at one of my Caroline shows, which I was happy to do. She's so cute. Like, you know, I mean, I don't yeah, mean to yeah. be condescending, but she's yeah. she's got like a cute energy. I mean, there. she looks... Even, I cannot believe she's 28. Yeah, I, she's okay, 28. I need to get on to her and find out what moisturizer she's well, using. Because Jesus, our, our episode two opens up with the fact that she does doesn't feckin' moisturize. Okay, now I actually hate Katie. So I'm sorry. I, 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 I ran doesn't it. Doesn't moisturize and her skin is like irritating. I ran oh it by God. her and, you know, she was so enthusiastic about the idea straight away. But actually, mm-hmm. I started to regret it because I thought, oh, fuck, she's so innocent. Like, this is crazy. And then, weirdly enough, I was in the Dominican Republic and I bumped into her friend. Like, total coincidence, I bumped into a comedy promoter and another comedian mm-hmm. who I had met with this friend of hers I had met once before with Katie so when we're hanging out they made come up I was like I gotta be honest with you like, I'm a little I think I made a mistake uh, mentioning this to Katie and she was like no trust me she like she's she's more in tune to what you want to talk about than you think Okay. so yeah. after that I was like screw it we'll do it and we, we put up this experiment episode yeah. that you heard yeah and the feedback was great. All the feedback was like was your feedback, ask. which was like, yeah. the dynamic's good. She's good. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, let's do it. And we did it. And she's, the great thing about her is she's so hungry, she's so motivated, she's new yeah. in the comedy. Yeah, yeah. Because I would have given up on it already because I just, it's a pain in the hole, isn't it? Like, it's, do- a, it's a lot of slog, the podcasting, isn't it? Now, yeah. for us, it's our baby. We love it. But it is, well, it's well, a we lot do, of slog. Obviously, you can see but we it's, do it together think, so we're mates do you know so what I think as well when you're doing it with your best bud I mean yeah. basically our life it's just the whatsapp audios just constantly yeah so, so this is just well. a long whatsapp audio that we record and put out so I think our because <laughs> we're such like but because we're such good buddies like that's it like yeah. but there have I mean there are weeks where you're like completely allergic no but she like so she hit me with like I've already I've I've got this one I've got this one like our episode four is a chat with another New York based comic called Wendy Starling who openly discusses the fact that she you she has done SeekingArrangements dot com, which is uh, what is that the Sugar one where... Daddy Sugar Baby website? Oh yes, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Okay. She talks very openly about that. Very interesting chat. So Katie's the one that organized all that. So okay. despite her sort of innocent energy and yes. and she's open with the fact that she's just not that experienced sexually, but she's. She's very inspired by the fact that Americans are more open about sex and she likes that openness and she and I was also conscious of the fact that there's no real like Irish sex dating podcast. Well certainly I wasn't aware of one. Mm-hmm. No. But I knew 
that if you did one, it couldn't be like the classic American ones where they're all like, oh, I ripped it out of my ass and shit. You know, like yeah. they, they yeah, can yeah, be a yeah, bit yeah. full on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would have to have like the right energy. So we'll see, you know? I What I like about Katie is I think a lot of people identify with her experiences with yeah. sex, the way that she mm. sees sex. Like and I, I loved when she was talking about like exploring like, you know, masturbation and the first time she was with like her boyfriend and like she orgasmed to sex. That's all stuff that I think is going to resonate with women. I think so, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, it's not geared towards women, but I feel like, I feel like it's a bit, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a little female centered, you know? I mean, for me, that's the benefit because I, I get all the tricks. Of course. Oh. I get better and better. This is just a honey <laughs> trap. Come on. Um, no, I thought it was great. Because yeah, well, I, do you know, I had a thought and I was like, I must say, Des, would you ever have like a woman you've had sex with on the podcast? Would that be interesting? It could be. It could be. It really depends, mm. you know? It depends if it's salacious. or I mean, it really depends. Like, what are you going to do? Like, review the performance? I mean, I was thinking just going through, like, just a couple of multiple choice, like that kind of thing. You have to choose yeah. wisely. But no, I just, oh, I don't even really? know. Like, I mean, like, uh, I by the way, we're not allowed to discuss how it ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't who tell went, about that time. I couldn't get it up. Who went first? Who went first? so awkward. Um, I mean, I didn't even know how you'd format it, but I was like, I wonder what that be. But I know, I mean, I don't think I'd actually want to revisit sex. Well, not like, I mean, verbally revisit sex with anyone I've yes. had sex with. Yeah, I mean, I think, it's you know. It's an odd one. Possibly. How was it for you yeah. seven years ago? Yeah, who knows? But anyway, there's tons of subject matter. Uh, we, I need to focus a little bit more on a couple of dating apps because, you know, like, I, I don't want it Have to just be. Have you done the dating apps? We, we, uh, apps. Like it's in person. Yeah, I was saying dating app, but oh, I've done a- I've done the oh, yeah. apps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we 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 you know we'll be discussing that. I mean, episode one is the one that you heard, which yeah. I've now put onto the the new one. Mm. Episode two is about communication. Uh, episode two is basically a follow on from the sense that like from the the stuff we were talking about about men and women need to tell each other what they like. Because um, actually, as you were talking as a duo, it was funny. You could kind of hear how like the podcast was evolving. Like you were like, "That'd be a great episode," or she'd say, "Like you know, we." But that like, was the idea. The exes and all that. It was you know you could really think actually yeah, I would listen to an episode on that. Or, yeah, I mean know? that app was really mm. meant to be sort of brainstorming like what is this going to yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, and and she says herself, she you can feel her in that first step getting more and more comfortable, and she never lost that comfortability. I mean, it, it's there now, you know. Yeah. Then episode three was kind of like a fun dating one about like ghosting, breaking up by text, uh, breadcrumbing, you know, sort of like stringing okay, somebody yeah, along, all yeah. these terms. You know, Katie this went and researched all these one. terms. Like, it's great. Bread- it's just like, hey, suddenly I have a partner. I used to do the fucking podcast on my it's own. It's like Urban Dictionary, yeah. It's like I my was, Julie. It's not your Julie. Um, breadcrumbing was a new one for me and I was like, that is actually a great new term. It's good, yeah. But have again, you heard of breadcrumbing? Yes, just yeah, keep them like, just keep them. Yeah, keep them stringing them along. See, I could. Uh, my only issue, well, like, my only thing about talking about sex is that it's current because I'm with someone for the last ten years. Yes. So if it's the past, yeah, I can I could talk about it with anybody. Well, that is but the then only if you're thing, in the yeah. relationship, I think. Well, yeah, that's but that's why you have to have guests. Yes, I was going to yeah, say because yeah, yeah. I want that. It's funny you say that because I was thinking as I was driving along listening to the episode I was like I wonder what would happen if you were in a long term relationship could you actually you, as you say you'd have to have a guest really wouldn't you because you couldn't really yeah well I thought mm-hmm. I actually said that Unless to Katie I said to Katie like you know the part of the problem is that like both of us are single I mean I'm 
43, but you are young, so it's a bit more normal. But like we're both single. We're talking about all these random sexual experiences that we've had. And we're not really representing the fact that some people have been with the same guy or the same mm. woman for a long time. But we'll just get people in to discuss that. Like we will do, we will clearly do episodes about uh, how to spice up stuff mm. when you've been together a while. And although I have to say. We're that- actually fine, Des. Okay, we're actually fine, me and my fella. So oh, fine. yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. We might have you on to tell everyone <laughs> how to be fine. I love having <laughs> sex with Fred. Fred, I love having sex with you, just to say. Especially now that he's fucking ripping off those pounds, you oh know? Oh, my God. he I mean, he's looking great. Oh, it's great he? for that. Like, Yeah, but I've actually never, um, not to be all whatever, saccharine, but I've actually never had sex with someone that I'm proper, proper in love with. Like, such good sex. It's quite a beautiful thing. Really? Thanks for asking, Emma. Sorry. <laughs> But I it is nice. That be, yeah, yeah, that's a nice one. But it is. It's it's funny. It's it's as I was listening, I was like, it would be easier to do this if you were single. Oh yeah, totally, yeah. totally. And you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Now we had these two women on. They'll be like, I guess the sixth episode or something. They have their own podcast, and like they've they've been in relationships before, okay. like long ones, and th- they talk about that. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so I guess if that happens. Uh, that might be represent. I mean, we'll see. You know, we'll see how it evolves. I mean, it might be one of those things that, like, after a year, you go, "Yeah, I- I'm good." You know? Yeah, uh-huh. you just don't. Oh, yeah, you just don't okay. know. Because we were saying that even with this podcast, like, who knows? You have to revisit these things. I think, yeah. Don't you? yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I just, I just wanted to do something. Like, I was chatting to comics. Like, I know we're comics and we're chatting, yeah, but yeah. you have a theme, though. You know? But I was just chatting to comics about whatever, and I sort of thought this is great and I love it and people like it when they hear it. But there is a ton of this. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, not bringing anything new to the party. Yeah. Just for yourself yeah. as well, isn't Whereas it? I, so I thought, you know, Irish, uh, you know, there's not a lot of the sex stuff. No. Yeah. So and what's it called? The shift. The shift. Okay. Yeah, just so people which know. Which has a ton of different meanings. Yeah. Now there is an Irish podcast network called The Shift, which I, I only gonna, learned yeah. today. Yes, the, it's very new though, isn't it? Um, I, yeah, but but, the, but they don't have a podcast called The Shift. The yeah. network is called The Shift. Yes, mm-hmm. I actually meant to say that to you. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I heard that today, and then she said, oh, there's a new podcast coming out called The Shift. But then, actually, the podcast she was talking about is called You'll, You'll Be Grand, which yes. is about the leaving cert. But the network oh, is called The Shift. Okay. Yeah, it's it's the network is called yeah. The Shift, yeah. So I, I don't think Because we problem. only encounter no. this and ask, but it shouldn't be, shouldn't I, I, be I, actually, I, yeah. a network versus thing, though. Yeah. But, because, well, um, and also, in fairness, an Irish sex and dating podcast called The Shift is a very good title. It has a lot of oh, meetings. Of course. Obviously, yes. the shift is the shift. It's but also, pertinent. there's been like shifts in attitudes. Yeah. You know, uh, myself and Katie are like generationally different. Yeah. I mean, there is a, there's, it, it represents so much of the type of vibe. It's very pertinent, I think. Yeah. 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 It's, it's great. Per- yeah. It's and, perfect. And, but we don't want it to just be Irish. I mean, like some of these, we, we've had some American, uh, well, actually, we've only had female comics on to date, but mm-hmm. like, the Americans, they're, they're pretty full on. Like, they're not afraid to. Do you find them full on? Well, even? they're, well, I, I don't, but I know that some people will, okay. and I, you know, so it's not just Irish, people. like you know, like some of them just like, I mean, the the, the seeking arrangements, like yeah, it's 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 it's. Well, because there was all that. Do you remember that controversy about that Ashley? What was that? That Ashley website? Oh you know, yes. that facilitated the extramarital Met, affairs, yeah. and they were hacked, and they released. All yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, but I was actually listening to that on. Um, on a podcast, the butterfly effect. They were talking about like the ramifications of that, but um, that'd be a great episode now. Looking at like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so much that comes up from it, and you realize there's mm. so much to talk about. You know. Oh, and never then, ending. So we'll see how it goes. You know. I mean, the only thing is that I'm here now at the moment. So I'm not actually back in New York full time until 
May. So for 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 all that, uh, like I got to get somebody based in New York. I'm not around, but we'll work it out. And I think sometimes she can interview somebody over there on her own. And yeah. uh, I'm gonna interview Shauna, like just me and her. I mean, you can Skype, but sometimes I feel like the Skype takes away from the flow. Yeah. And you know what? I think listening, not that I listen to too many podcasts, but I think you can actually hear when it's a Skype. Oh, you know it's a Skype. The the, the energy stinks and the the, the audio stinks. Yeah. It's too high. So I just think it's, um, because I was, I think as I said that to you, do you remember that show Love Line? Where people, do you remember that MTV show Love Line? Do you I remember don't. Emma? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, um, but it was great because it was like people would ring in, and there was like a wise guy, and there was an actual doctor in MTV terms, but he was now, a doctor, yeah. medical yeah. professional. But it was such a great show. It was like people would ring in with their relationship problems, like sex, whatever. It was, was absolutely it the brilliant. doctor from the doctor from Teen Mom. Is it that doctor? It was Teen Mom Doctor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was great, and like people would ring in and. Like it was just like I just remember like as a youngster watching it just being blown away by people ringing in like someone ring in and be like so like they'd be like can you talk us through like your sexual history like she'd be saying I can't have sex with my boyfriend right now and then she'd say well you know my first boyfriend like he was like 34 and I was 14 and they're like okay (laughs) okay this is illegal this is not normal you know that was abuse right and she's like was it like I was just but it was in front of like a live audience like so she'd be on the phone but it was just it was great this guy would ring in and be like so my girlfriend like wants to pee on her and then the wise guy would make a joke and people in the audience would like look aghast and then the doctor would be like, okay, these could be the reasons why. It was such a good premise. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we plan to talk to experts sometimes, yeah. but at the same time, like you can't speak with authority. On would, you, would you do the interactive like people messaging with their problems, etc.? Oh, would yeah, we're doing there? that. Okay. We've put that yeah. out. I mean, I, the, we, we have actually episode five is a little that bit. We got be... a bit of feedback. Love a bit of that. I put out the question Love about is it are you cool with the fact that a guy goes down on you and then he comes up and kisses you straight away. We got some great <gasps> feedback on that. That was a great one. I saw that on yeah, the Yeah, so we got story. some great feedback yeah. on that. And it's interesting because on Instagram you get about 80% of people like, "Ah, oh, yeah, who gives a shit?" But like, how do, And then you? on Facebook it's about 50-50. Oh, is it? Demographic difference. That's because it's... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. What, but how would you feel about a girl <laughs> going down on you and kissing you? Would oh, you I don't give a shite. Girl? But obviously okay. then we, you get... The episode we get into like if... Well, we we get in. I mean, how comfortable are you guys now? Because now we're getting into the sort of sex podcast ca- uh, territory. But anyway, if you've come in her mouth, which by the way, I never need to do. Yeah. But sometimes women say come in my mouth, whatever you know. But I I always check. But anyway, we we get into that chat a little bit. But obviously, after you've come in the mouth, like I'm not wild about. It. I mean, I'll do it. I'm not going to screw up the flow. Mm. But at the same time, there's two problems. Number one, I personally think come is a little more disgusting than that, and two. Uh, my desire to kiss diminishes after I've come. So actually, yeah. there's loads of problems with kissing. Yeah. Yeah. But I've, I've diminishes slightly when you're kissing like literally million tiny versions of yourself. Yeah, and I never need to do that. I never yeah, need to, yeah. to 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 come in somebody's mouth. So uh, anyway, we discussed that. I mean, I'm I'm sort of like in a different frame of mind when I when I discussing it with Katie. Or certainly oh, yeah, I'm I, yeah I'm certainly aware that the audience have bought into uh, yeah, hearing I know about coming in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know exactly because talking about it, I couldn't tell. I'd have to be in a different. I don't mean in the. Like crazy, like I have to be in a different zone, but I'd have to be in a different zone to answer the questions. Honestly, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because sitting here now, I'm like, oh, taste of cum. I'm just like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, but you know well, what I mean? I never, like, I mean, I mean, I have a pretty disgusting story that I won't tell it now, but it's in the, it's in that app. But it, that, that, I haven't put that up. Uh, that app is going to be like episode five, you know? 
because uh, we want to mix it up between episodes where it's just me and Katie sort of mm. pontificating about our lives and also then guests. But the guests change it, you know, because you, okay. you're kind of trying to get as much mm-hmm. out of them. Whereas when it's just the two of you, you're naturally just trying to But that keeps like... it interesting for you as well, like having the guests. and you know, Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I hope so. That. You know, we'll see. Like, mm. you know. No, I think it's a great idea. So, so I've, I just I'm in the middle of uh, organizing all the new the new RSS feed and all this. Did you? Because oh. head stuff did all that for you, right? Yes. We were like, listen, just do everything. Des Bishop, thanks so much for coming in to us. Thanks so much. I tell you what, do you want to finish on a high note for you? Do I'll, I want? We'll finish yeah. on a bit of praise do. for you. So uh, this is if anybody wants to know the difference between male comedians, and female comedians. Oh yeah. Uh, female comedians are definitely more thoughtful, you know, mm-hmm. and they're sort of more sort of. Into aware emotionally Intuitive. of into, yeah they're aware yeah. emotionally of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after I had asked Julie to open up for me a couple of times mm-hmm. in my little November, my little November tour, yeah, uh, I had told her that possibly maybe one of my or maybe I mentioned it on stage. Somebody said, "What's yeah. next?" I said, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I might I'm learn crunchy. Arabic." Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> at, after the show in, Dun- in Dunleary, she gave me a, a learn to speak Arabic book, and I inside did. she said, "I wanted to write." Uh, thanks for the shows. This is for your next series in the name of the fatwa. I mean, or something along those lines. Yeah. But That's in the name much. of the fatwa was the joke, which is very good for people that know what a fatwa is, which I is know. the majority. Of, but I, I, I was very impressed. Have you? And yes. I, I thought of all that. N- n- never has a man bought me anything to say thanks or sort of like. Mm. To be honest, most male comics will sort of feel like they're doing you a favor, you know. Okay. Whereas you, you, you showed like you weren't afraid to show gratitude, which I thought was well. Pretty- I was torn because I think giving gifts when you're supporting someone, it's always but like you don't want to be too like. I was like, will this be a bit cringe? But it was mm. fine. It was great. You were well because you it was the joke. Really, well. really was, yeah. was yeah, and yeah. the thoughtfulness it was only and the difference small, and like the difference. Exactly, it was a token. Yeah. But like, I think I women really are more inclined to think that they need mm. to buy something when they're away too. I think you know. That, well, yeah. there is. You see, that's the balance, isn't it? Because I was like, oh, is this weird me getting it? But I did really appreciate the gigs. So thank you so much. Well, I appreciated your wonderful performances, but I really uh, appreciated the book. I've told many people that story. Have you used the book? I haven't because I'm I I'm not doing that. I yet. still think that sh- that'd be a great basis for a show. Yeah, it's my f- this time it's my fault for it going long because I brought this up. But I was trying. I felt like you weren't happy with the finishing energy, so oh, no, I wanted to finish you. it with praise. Des is such a team player. Thank you so much, Des. Yes. You're the best. Thanks, so do Des. check Des Bishop out on Instagram. He's the man to follow. He's he's gas. Des Bishop, yeah. You will know every detail of his life and you'll fucking love it. <laughs> you think that? Okay. Anytime there hasn't been a post for a while, you know I'm up to no good. <laughs> I've been Judy J. I've been Emma Doran. I'm Des Bishop. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll chat to you next week. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.